Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Work and Play podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. This is actually uh, a two-part series. Um, so within the next 24 hours, there will be an additional podcast supporting this one. Today's podcast is a Disney at Play podcast that focuses on the announcements and uh, new projects coming to Walt Disney World. There are over 70 announced additions, changes, uh, new shops, new hotels, new big attractions, new renovations, new ships that compose uh, what has been announced for Walt Disney World. And we want to go through all of those in detail so that you can truly get uh, the breadth and scope of what is being offered. And that'll help you in the second podcast because we're gonna talk about Bob Chapek and the four pillars by which he determines what ought to be a new attraction for Walt Disney World or how attractions ought to be shaped um, here on this property. So. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you are alerted to our second podcast. It's a Disney at Work podcast. It has applications back to your own organization. But uh, we want you to first uh, have the opportunity to sit through. We're going to go through the over 70 announced editions here on this podcast so that you can get the full scope, many of which... Uh, were announced with the 23, but many have been announced previously and some have been announced with very little fanfare. So you will likely be surprised by some of the things that will be announced as, uh, or will be mentioned as we go through this podcast. I'll also mention to you that uh, you'll definitely want to take advantage of the uh, notes page that we have here. It's actually a dedicated page that we have at disneyatplay.com which announces all of the additions and changes. We keep it updated so as new things come on board you can uh, you can check it out and see what else is coming um, soon to the uh, to the entire property and so definitely when you have a chance even if you're just listening to the podcast now make sure you have a chance because there are uh, literally scores of images and videos and and uh, descriptions which help identify all the things that are coming to Walt Disney World. So with that said, let's get started at the Magic Kingdom. The best way to uh, start off the Magic Kingdom is to talk about the big e-ticket attraction that is coming, Tron Light Cycle Power Run. This is an attraction that uh, has already been built in Shanghai Disney, and uh, it features the whole thematic experience of Tron and being in that uh, digital frontier. You board uh, two-wheeled uh, light cycles for a thrilling race through it. It's just a fantastic attraction. I uh, show a little bit of video of what it looks like at night in Shanghai Disney, and I do that because I want you to also see that one of the things that was shown but not really discussed was a new nighttime image of this attraction, which frankly is a little on the side of disappointing. It looks like it has a dark glow with, um, with uh, white uh, uh, stripes, rings through it, and it looks very different than the colored canopy. I hope we don't lose that colored canopy that is in Shanghai because that is just so impressive to see. But uh, but that is definitely on its way. By the way, um, when I know of an announced um, date for an attraction, I will tell you uh, some things have been mentioned, but those dates don't necessarily get set. This one was kind of announced for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, but anything could happen in terms of its actual opening. And as you know, an anniversary at Walt Disney World is really usually an 18-month <laughs> uh, experience. So, so it's never a day, and it's and it's never a a a, a year-long thing. It generally goes for much longer than um, one might think. Number two is that at the Ticket and Transportation Center in the parking lot, and even right in front of the Magic Kingdom, there is an enormous amount of 
of uh, construction and remodeling being done. All of the bricks that were part of Disney's Walk Around the World are are being removed at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Um, the whole tram pickup and drop-off location is under extensive remodeling. That's affecting the security passage areas. Um, I am skeptical when I see this construction and I'm concerned about the length of time on these uh, remodel projects. But I will say that Disney's Hollywood Studios looks terrific now that it has been um, completed in time for Galaxy's Edge. And so I'm going to suspend my my sarcasm on that particular, cynicism at least, on that particular effort until we actually see the final product. Number three is Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. This is more of an entertainment offering than an actual attraction, but you know, there's a lot of effort and a lot of money that goes into building these out. The, uh, the new Halloween fireworks show just premiered uh, with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Time Party. Um, this is also a new fireworks show hosted by the one and only Minnie Mouse. And I think that's going to be very exciting to see how they use projections and so forth to really celebrate uh, the holidays. Looking forward to that. Let's move on to Epcot. At D23, Epcot was the center of so much conversation. The first of which, and I identify this as one of the uh, 70 plus is that the lands have been redefined. Before you had World Future, or Future World and World Showcase as two distinctive areas in the park, now there will be four major lands, uh, World Discovery, World Celebration, World Nature, and then World Showcase. So Future World has now really been divided up into these three zones, and I'm going to talk about um, each of them in order. With that, there's a lot of things that are going away. Club uh, Cool Mouse Gears, Electric Umbrella, Inventions East, uh, Epcot Character Spot, uh, Fountain View, Pin Central, Art of Disney, Removal of Fountain of Nations. Many of those things are coming back in different forms. We'll talk about those as we go through. Let's start with World Discovery. World Discovery, essentially what was Future World East, so you're talking about the what was once Universe of Energy and the Wonders of Life and what is now currently Mission Space and Test Track. Number five is, of course, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, now called Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, is coming in the former Universe of Energy space. There's a big show building that has been built out behind it, even though the Universe of Energy space itself was a uh, was a big um, big structure. Um, this has been titled as a, the first Epcot other world, quote-unquote, pavilion. And so it begins when guests enter what is called the Galaxarium, which is sort of a planetarium-like exhibition, which explores space. From there, they'll learn about the planet of Xandar, which gives opportunity to introduce the Guardians of the Galaxy and sets visitors up for their ride experience to see planet Earth from a, from a Nova ship. What's very cool and what was announced at D23 is that the coaster will feature a first ever reverse launch into space and will offer a never before seen storytelling coaster. So it rotates to focus on the action during the ride. Think of it as a Omnimover coaster, so to speak, that is able to shift and move as it goes through. So a very exciting, um, very exciting attraction. Um, and of course, it's the first roller coaster to really come to Epcot. So it is really going to be a, a major um, attraction e-ticket experience that takes up that corner of Epcot. Next door, Wonders of Life has now become the Play Pavilion. And that pavilion will come alive in kind of a city center looking scape um, kind of uh, setting. It'll host a rotating rostrum of interactive experiences featuring Disney characters and interactive exhibits. A couple of those were shown um, during D23, such as a water balloon throw with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then also kind of a Edna mode, help uh, create better superhero designs, um, plus some fairly involved meet and greet attractions. I think of Solly's, uh, Mike and Solly's, 
uh, fairly involved meet and greet over at Walt Disney Presents at the studios. I think it's at that level of detail that you're getting something a little bit more, or maybe like a, um, um, the Anna and Elsa meet and greet at uh, the uh, Norway Pavilion. It's of that kind of genre. And um, this has been stated to open with with Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary as well. But again, don't be surprised if that fluctuates. But that's what they've stated. Next door, Mission Space, there has been a restaurant that was named, uh, announced two years ago. Little was said. It is very much uh, being uh, really finished out. And in fact, uh, departures for this new restaurant uh, begins uh, this winter. Uh, the restaurant is called Space 220 because what will happen is guests will board a unique elevator, think think a hydrolator kind of moving in the opposite direction that will probably that that will take them on a journey straight up to the space station, which is 220 miles above Earth. So hence the name Space 220. You'll be able to have views of Earth um, from that vantage point. And um, uh, the Patina Restaurant Group, who do Tuto Italia and Via Napoli, they're going to operate this restaurant. It's going to be it's going to be quite exciting, you know. Um, with this, uh, it's hard to say that a, a restaurant like this is going to be quote unquote educational, which has been so much of the brand before with with Epcot, but it certainly will be inspirational. I think people will think about what it'd be like to live in a space environment like that as they as they are in that kind of uh, immersive uh, environment. It's going to be pretty exciting. So that that is world discovery. Now let's move to world celebration. And this brings us to really the entire spine of the park. And when I say spine, think of the center of future world leading up to Spaceship Earth and then from Spaceship Earth leading to World Showcase. Um, the first this number eight is that the front entrance of Epcot is in the process of being remodeled. That includes, again, the parking lot area, which unfortunately is being moved back a little. Again, a little cynical about that. But again, they're needing to put in new areas for security and so forth. So let's see how that that pans out. And then um, and then uh, um, as we're aware, the Leave a Legacy memorials have all been removed supposedly being um, honored somewhere else in all of this move, but it's not been really made clear where they show up um, in uh, the front of Epcot. That said, uh, what is happening is that at number nine, uh, a new fountain is being rebuilt, which is actually the return of a previous fountain. You'll, if you really go back with Epcot, you recall that there was a, a fountain with these plexiglass spires in it, and uh, and water ran uh, with it. Um, that is, a new version of that type of structure is being put in front of Spaceship Earth to greet guests as they're coming in and to create a photo opportunity there. Uh, before the camera center, number ten is being removed or left behind. And there in its place will be a new Pin Central. You remember Pin Central is kind of in the middle after you stepped off Spaceship Earth, kind of where the guest relations place was. That area is um, now being moved to the camera center area. And um, that's where that retail operation will go. Then moving further on down the spine, you come to the signature icon of the park, which is Spaceship Earth. And the announcement in D23 is that there will be a transformation of Spaceship Earth. Um, my understanding is this includes um, just taking out the track and rebuilding the entire track experience. However, the track uh, order and the whole path of it will stay the same. And many of the original scenes of Spaceship Earth will stay the same as well. However, they are being brought to life in new ways. Now, if you recall, um, Spaceship Earth was really more about communications. Now the, 
the experience is going to be centered more around storytelling and our heritage for sharing those stories over, over history. There is something called Storylight, which is going to um, thread through the entire experience and it will um, provide a sort of um, um, messaging around this concept of storytelling as you go through it. And we'll bring many of the individual exhibits, many of which are familiar to us uh, to life. There's also a scene that's been very controversial, um, a scene that looks like, uh, it suggests the imagery similar to the wayfinding themes that are found in the film Moana. So wondering what that might be or where that might show up, if that's at the top or if it's some other portion of the attraction experience, maybe going where the Phoenicians were. It's hard to tell, I hate to lose the Phoenicians, um, but that just so we have a sense of what's going on there, um, that uh, that is what's happening with Spaceship Earth. There's also a newly designed exit space, which is going in uh, to the uh, exit as well. Now, if those who go way back remember that the exit space was actually open air. It was covered, but was open air on, on all sides. Then it was enclosed to add some indoor uh, interactive attractions. Not sure which way it's gonna go this time. Um, we'll have to find out. But as you step out, of Spaceship Earth and move again toward World Showcase, you will pass by what is Dreamer's Point. And, uh, and this is, um, this will greet the guests with a couple of different natural environments, very focused on the use of trees and flowers and shade. Uh, a centerpiece to this new area, area is number 13, a statue of Walt Disney um, celebrating the legacy of uh, that man and reminding guests where it all began. And so he will be he, um, positioned in this area. There will also be number 14, an interactive wishing tree that guests can interact with and kind of lights up in special ways at night. There's also a story fountain, number 15, that will celebrate the power and music of iconic Disney storytelling. We should also mention at this point that um, Electric Umbrella is closing um, shortly, but a new dining option is coming, um, number 16, and a new central shopping experience, uh, originally called um, uh, Centorium. Uh, it's now being, um, and then now it's called Mouse Gears. All that will be remodeled and possibly uh, renamed. As, uh, as it goes through an entire change. And then emerging from this little park-like space that really occupies that, that center area. If you think about those blue canopies that stretched out in the middle of past Spaceship Earth, that's really um, where all of these um, uh, icons that are part of the Dreamer's Point will be, will be found. From there, you'll move on to what is called the Festival Pavilion. Now, this is a, a pretty signature attraction. It's not a ride. It is really a um, multi-use facility. It has three levels to it. Um, the um, It's going to occupy kind of that space. If you think about where uh, Fountain View is, Club Cool, if you think about where the butterfly garden is, if you think about um, kind of moving into that green space toward uh, journey into your imagination, if you think about that entire space, it really occupies that, that area. And it's going to be a, a fairly large area. In fact, the image, when you see it, shows that it kind of nip and tucks uh, to the monorail as it passes by Journey into Imagination. So it's not dead center, it's more toward the right as you're facing World Showcase. Notwithstanding, uh, this structure will be, um, will have a plaza level, a mid expo level, and then on top of it, we'll have a park that sits in the sky 
offering a perfect vantage point for nighttime spectaculars and dessert parties and catered events and all of that kind of thing. Um, though not announced, it appears from much of the artwork that came out of D23 that Point of Entry and Disney Traders, those are the two gift shops right at, as you get to World Showcase, that are between you and, and the water, uh, the lagoon. It appears these will be removed. I think that will be because they want this festival pavilion to have an uninterrupted view into the nighttime um, experiences coming uh, to this attraction. Number 19, a total number of character meet and greet changes are occurring throughout this. People are moving to different locations, some temporarily, some permanently. You can go back to the notes page to look for this. Curiously, Indy 23 or anywhere formally so far, Journey into Your Imagination, which will technically fall, if you look at the map of World Celebration, technically falls into this district. However, nothing's been formally announced what's going to happen to this attraction. Uh, world Nature. World Nature is what is currently the better part of Future World West. So again, Journey to, into Your Imagination is going to be part of Celebration, but the seas and the land pavilions will be part of World Nature. Number 20 is Awesome Planet, a new film that comes in the place of what was originally Symbiosis, Symbiosis and then Circle of Life. Uh, that is going to premiere in January of 2020. So it's uh, and they say it's not just a film playing, that there's immersive in-theater effects and space sequences and some, some special things done by Industrial Light and Magic. So more to see, more to come on that, but as assuming that there's something quite special coming uh, to the land pavilion. And then uh, also occurring... Kind of in this space, imagine now that Future World West, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Innoventions West is being completely removed. So all those buildings, which one of the things that's going to be great about this is I think it's going to be easier to get to these separate parts. If those of you go back as far as I do, you'll remember that in Communicore, you used to step into the front of Communicore, which was really kind of where the Art of Disney store is right now used to be able to step into that and then make a hard right and be right there at the living seas instead of having to go all the way to the breezeway cut through all the way back down again i like to think that with this new design there's going to be a little bit freer flow but to create an entryway into this section of park which is again a world nature there will be a new attraction number 21 uh which is based on it's called journey of water and is based on uh, the hit film Moana. And so guests here will interact with magical living water in an inspired natural um, shaded setting. Um, this'll be kind of that entry point and it'll kind of stay where that breezeway is right now and uh, kind of be in that area, kind of jutting out a little bit. So kind of inviting you from the center of the park to kind of go that direction. So there's a model of it and some pictures of it in the notes page. Temporarily, number 22, a Starbucks is being removed now that it's being um, closed from that location. It is believed that the Odyssey Center will be where that Starbucks will be during construction. Afterwards, I'll have a new permanent home. That has not, location has not been announced. Number 23, they have said that there will be a new club cool that it will reemerge um, in its revised form, but where is still yet uncertain. May also have a new name attached to it. So expect that to come or come back at some point as the current location is, is totally being leveled for uh, this new festival center. So you see, we've, we've covered a lot of changes coming to what has traditionally been called future world. This is massive changes, many new, um, um, many new attractions, many attractions being uh, recreated. Uh, it's a pretty impressive revisiting of the entire Epcot uh, experience. 
Let's go to World Showcase, which has traditionally been the 11 countries um, around the lake. Um, there have been many announcements made two years prior, but little since those announcements. One of the biggest was that uh, Canada Far and Wide, number 24, is being added to World Showcase. It has a new title, and it's going to be a seamless 360-degree film. So it won't be like individual uh, screens, but it all kind of come together. The great news is it will debut in January of 2020. It will feature a new story. There is rumor that Martin Short might be part of it, but that has not been formally announced. So the, more to come on that. The film in China is also being redone. That is number 25. It's called Wondrous China. It too will have a seamless screen. They have not announced its opening time. So it's just out there at some point. Uh, there was also the announcement of a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. And... Uh, the, so the French Pavilion will um, have kind of a double feature. You'll still be able to see Impression de France during the day, but you'll also be able to see this new Beauty and the Beast sing-along film. Now, when I thought sing-along originally, I thought, oh, this is going to be a show like the Frozen sing-along at the studios. But it appears that this is more of just a film and that they're... I've yet to see that there is an actor or a performer that's attached to this. However, when you look at the poster for it, um, which says a twist on a tale as old as time, you see the beautiful beast and Belle in silhouette, very, um, very much the original poster. But if you look up, the light is shining from um, Gaston's uh, uh, right hand man and it looks like he may be adding some kind of comic element to it notwithstanding uh beyond this new film is the biggie number 27 remy's ratatouille adventure this is coming to the back of france so you're actually going to be moving toward the right of the of the pavilion and heading back to a street all of itself so so essentially the eiffel tower is going to be the center of the pavilion with streets on both sides, on all sides practically, of that. This is where Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be. It's gonna be similar to the one at Walt Disney Studios Paris. Um, if you're not familiar with this, this is one of the attractions that um, works without a track. It's a GPS kind of driven experience and um, you're kind of sh shrunk down into the uh, to the same level, to uh, say a rat's eye view, uh, to see the world of Remy from from their perspective. And uh, and so you run through the kitchen, you run through the rooftops of Paris. It's, it's uh, was supposedly opening sooner, but in D23, they, would, they said that it would open in the summer of 2020, whatever that means. However, it's coming and that will be a big anchor for World Showcase. Um, number 28 is an additional uh, food and beverage outlet associated with the Remy attraction. It's a new creperie um, and it is both a walk-up counter as well as a sit-down uh, fuller table service type menu. It should be opening at the same time in the summer of 2020. Recently, this announcement came out that the um, the old Liberty Inn at American Adventure uh, was closing, which it has, and in its place will come a new restaurant, number 29, Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue. Way too long a title, but um, and way too long to wait for something to change in this particular pavilion, because it has been the saddest of all food and beverage locations. Definitely built for a time when uh, you needed to feed masses of people in one moment, but uh, hope we are looking forward to a better choice of food and beverage options as this reopens. Number 30, Heritage Manor. This is kind of a small detail a lot of people don't know, but if you, as I mentioned, the Art of Disney Store, which is as you're kind of moving into the park toward the right side, just beyond Spaceship Earth. That Art of Disney store is going away as part of the whole changes to uh, to that front section of the park. And that 
product line will move to the Heritage Manor. Not certain whether that's a complete renovation of that space or they're just a change of product, but it will be a very different, um, it will have a very different offering um, when it comes. And I don't think that will be very far for now, probably by the end of the year. That has not been officially announced. Number 31, this was my favorite announcement of all of D23, and I am thrilled to add more detail and more uh, insight to this attraction. It is Mary Poppins. It will finally have its own dedicated um, attraction. I say dedicated because we all know that Mary Poppins used to show up at the great movie ride, but here it's going to be their own experience. The guests will visit the Banks neighborhood in the back of the UK pavilion. So this was this was a, a space that um, I think it was called Belgrave Square. And um, it's where the British Revolution has been um, uh, been playing. And um, and they said that the entire cherry tree lane would be um, would be built out in this location. Um, so you'll see the Admiral signaling the time from the top of his roof and you'll visit 17 Cherry Tree Lane. In fact, you'll actually step into the house. At D23, that's where they left it. They did not say what kind of experience it would be, whether it would, whether it would be a meet and greet or something like a Bell's Enchanted Tales or, you know, earlier there was talk about maybe putting a carousel or some kind of spinner attraction. My inside source says that this will be a dark ride, a full dark ride experience, and that the vehicle is not some Omnimover, some typical ride and show vehicle, but is actually something very different than any other vehicle ever um, utilized. That's my understanding. That has not been formally announced, but it thrills me to no end to think that uh, there could be a major uh, Mary Poppins attraction. Now, having said this, I told you earlier, there are two parts to this podcast. Some of you out there are saying, I don't know if I want Mary Poppins or Remy there in Epcot's World Showcase any more than I want Frozen ever after. So that's what the second podcast is going to talk about. Why are they making this kind of change to Epcot and for that matter to other attractions at Walt Disney World to other locations. So be sure to subscribe so you can get a chance to, to hear that podcast, which I'll be out very shortly. I should also mention that we're uncertain as to exactly what is the time period of this Mary Poppins. Is it the old Mary Poppins? Is it the new Mary Poppins? The poster art, um, the poster art showcased an older version of Mary Poppins with a kite in the sky. The D23 announcement showcased chimney sweeps and Dick Van Dyke um, as part of the announcement. The major imagery created for this attraction shows lamp lighters and, um, and a balloon and Mary as she looks in the more contemporary Mary Poppins Returns film. So not certain where that's going to end up or if, how that's going to be be done, but that is very exciting to see that new attraction being added to Epcot. I will also say that same source has told me that there are things in Epcot that are underway, that are planned, that were not announced. Does that mean another country? Does that mean something for journey into your imagination? Probably they just were not announced um, there. So we don't know for sure. We got to be patient. We got to wait. Last is that Illuminations ends um, the last day of September and a new interim show called Epcot Forever will debut on October 1st. I love the music of this show. In fact, I'm I'm not so certain I want the, the one that follows it because I love the music of Epcot. And uh, if you click on my link, you'll see actually some of the the music uh, re being recorded for this show. It's, it's just terrific. But it is a temporary show. And they are saying that a new show is being is coming in 2020. So that means that 
barely a year or more, and there's going to be a more ambitious nighttime show. I wonder if they're really going to keep to that 2020 date. What we do know is they've given a title to that show, and it's called Harmony Us, with us being in caps. And what this show does is it celebrates how the music of Disney inspires people the world over. Um, and so there's going to be lots of Disney tunes reinterpreted by a, uh, artists from around the globe. It'll include massive floating set pieces, custom-built lead panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers, so much more. That is... That is number 33, Harmonious. We, we haven't even gotten halfway through this list of new things coming to Walt Disney World. It is stunning how much there is. I should also mention closing number 34. I know it's not quite a thing, but they have created not only a new logo, which is actually the retro logo for Epcot, the original logo of Epcot. They've also created a new anthem, a new uh, musical underscore for what will be um, the the experience of visiting Epcot. So that's very exciting. 35 also is also Epcot related as the Odyssey, which is that restaurant that's sandwiched between Test Track and um, the Mexico Pavilion. That is going to uh, open on October 1st as the Experience Center because there are so many projects coming to Epcot. They will actually have a showcase devoted to show to um, allowing guests to see all that is coming uh, down the pike for uh, for this park, it's a very exciting time for Epcot. And Bob Chapek has basically said that there has never been a bigger investment of dollars to revitalize um, a park. You recall that uh, Disney California Adventure, when it was revitalized and still is with all its new um, Marvel. Um, at, attractions being added, but you know that was 1.1 million, uh, 1.1 billion when they did that. This is this is far beyond that. There is so much coming uh, to just Epcot. Let's move on to Disney's Hollywood Studios, number thirty-six. At the thirtieth anniversary, they said that the archway um, would be redone with a new logo that would include Mickey, Woody, and BB-8. I haven't seen any progress on that, and I'm not sure that the reception is that to that has been really strong. But they have said that this is coming. Number 36, seven, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. This attraction replaces the Great Movie Ride. It is labeled as the first major Mickey-themed ride through an attraction, uh, ride through attraction at Walt Disney World. It is. Um, it is based on their um, more recent cartoon shorts that are very colorful, very lively. In fact, I have a great little video that kind of gives you a sense of that color that will come to this. I think this will be... And, and Bob Chapek also mentioned, by the way, a couple of things for this attraction. Um, it's a family attraction. They've mentioned the idea that, um, that uh, there's a song in it that is quite memorable and kind of in that... Um, genre like It's a Small World or, or Yoho Yoho Pirate, something that guests remember long after they leave. And then also um, there's some kind of surprise ending to that ride. So um, this was supposed to be open by now. It was pushed back and in D23 pushed back further because it was supposed to happen actually originally before Galaxy's Edge came in. Then it looked like it was going to be spring of 2020. Now they're simply saying 2020. My guess is, is that it will probably open at the same time as Remy. But, um, and they'll do a big press event that will, that will focus on several parks. That said, I'm, 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 I wish we could see this attraction sooner than not later, than later. Number 38, uh, this quietly came and a lot of people may not have realized that Toy Story Land is going to get a restaurant, a sit-down dining experience that's going to be barbecue style. You're going um, to um, enter into a play area, uh, indoor play area that's been set up uh, kind of as a, as a rodeo um, with cardboard boxes cut and taped together. They've created this colorful setting. 
by which uh, they're going to feed guests and uh, and um, and surround guests with uh, toys and games and play sets as they eat and so forth. Anything that adds more air conditioning to these parks, like Disney's Hollywood Studios, like this restaurant, more power to you. Number 39. Uh, the biggest attraction, what Bob Chapek has said, is supposed to be the best attraction ever built for any Walt Disney uh, theme park. Star Wars Rise of the, of the Resistance. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance opens on December 5th of 2019. Um, it's been fun because I've seen a couple of cynics uh, who have been... Um, less than favorable on their reviews of what has already opened on Galaxy's Edge, which is a contrast because by and large, and I'm not the person who gets on the bandwagon and says, oh, everything is fantastic at Disney. But Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is pretty impressive. They've had the opportunity to actually walk through the first half of that ride, which doesn't include the major ride vehicle to it. And both situations, um, those... Uh, those uh, bloggers have come back and have said, this is an amazing attraction. This is, will blow your socks off. And I think that's true. If you've seen the video for it, it's, it's pretty exciting. Much quieter is down the way at Star Tours. You'll recall that just uh, in the last year or so, there was actually a new scene put into Star Tours that showed... Um, the ship landing in Batu. Well, coming shortly, uh, WDW News Today noted that uh, Disneyland Paris had confirmed that there would be a Rise of Skywalker option for Star Tours, which means essentially the same thing will be coming uh, to Disneyland and to Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, so that too is an, an addition you can look forward to. You may want to get a fast pass for Star Tours next time you you go, that's an easy fast pass to get to. And so take advantage of it. Disney's Animal Kingdom, number 41, the entrance is being remodeled. This again, all four entrances are being remodeled. It's a nightmare at every one of the three parks that hasn't been completed. It was a nightmare at the studios. I will say it looks great at studios now. I hope it looks great at the other three parks, but these are big changes coming to the entrance experience. Number 42, Club 33. There's already three Club 33s that have been added into Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios into existing facilities. This facility is actually being built from the ground up. It's located near uh, Festival of the Lion King and uh, seems to be a bigger space than the other ones. Uh, the other Club 33s on Walt Disney World property. Number 43, Holidays at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So this may seem like a minor thing, but they have really made an investment to decorate more fully Discovery Island, to decorate more fully Dinoland, Dino to decorate uh, aspects of An uh, Andapur. An <laughs> I never get say that right, which will be a, more of a celebration of Diwali. Uh, the village of Rambe will have some um, authentic African um, enhancements come to it. And even Pandora, the expats working on the moon of Pandora, will bring a little Christmas time fun to their alien home. So this is a big Christmas uh, ho holiday overlay that's coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. We've gone through... <laughs> um, We've gone through the four theme parks. Let's move to the rest of the Walt Disney World Resort. September 29th, uh, the Disney Skyliner premieres, and that is happening. It'll connect up four hotels, the Caribbean Beach, the Art of Animation Resort, the Pop Century, and the Riviera with Disney's Hollywood Studios and with Epcot. Also kind of, you know, anybody staying at Yacht and Beach and Boardwalk also could go to the Epcot station and kind of connect from there too. But, um, but that's a biggie that we've been testing. I noticed they weren't testing during the, uh, the uh, uh, early winds that came with the hurricane this week. But, but hey, um, it, it is coming and it's, it's, they're really just finishing the stations is what it appears 
to be happening right there. 45, Disney's Riviera Resort. This is DVC's 15th property. Um, it, um, again, will offer transportation by Skyliner. We should note number 46, a big restaurant that will be atop of Riviera called Topolino's Terrace. Topolino in Italian means Mickey Mouse. And so this is kind of an expo kitchen, wood-burning grill. It's got French and Italian dishes. It's going to offer character dining in the in the uh, for breakfast. This is going to be this is going to be a must-to place, must-to visit place for dining uh, when you're at Walt Disney World. Number forty-seven. This one got a lot of attention at D twenty-three, the Star Wars Hotel, which um, here they showed you what. Here they've painted better the image of boarding um, something akin to a cruise line. In this case, a star cruiser named the Halcyon. And they've given an image to what that looks like. Um, and guests staying in this 100-bed hotel will have all sorts of interactive experiences while they are staying there. Um, it's just a, a, a boutique hotel that is going to act like a cruise line. By the way, they also established that it is for a two-night experience. So we were wondering if there was going to be like a mix, maybe some three, some four, or whatever. But it is a two-night experience that they're, they're going to introduce starting out uh, with this hotel. And so lots of photos on our notes page. And also if you go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, our complete guide, if you enroll in our newsletter, you can actually see all the photos that we have. We're updating that um, section as well. And there's a lot of detail outlining that in the complete guide. Number 48, Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. This is a space that is being sandwiched between Disney's Fort Wilderness and Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Uh, they talked about some A-frames and tree houses, and it's just kind of a, a reimagined country lakeside lodge. They did a really good job of painting what this might look like and kind of getting people excited. If they weren't excited by the descriptions of the rooms and the, and the hotel themselves, they were probably excited by number 49, a new restaurant coming to the Lakeside Lodge called The Princess and the Frog. It will sit on Bay Lake and it will be themed to this Disney film and uh, in subtle and not so subtle ways and uh, it will offer a fine dining experience when guests visit that. Number 50. Maybe you haven't heard of this hotel edition. It's called The Cove. The Cove is part of the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort. And it's a new tower, 14-story tower. It's going to include um, meeting space. It's going to include a 90-seat restaurant. It's also going to have a rooftop reception space, which will offer amazing views, I'm sure. This is one of the things about the Swan and Dolphin. Neither of them have um, spaces on the top of their hotel hotels and that's a miss because this the views from that area of the property are just amazing that hotel is operated by marriott international going back to fort wilderness number 51 new tricircle d stables if you've ever been to the the, the stable there um it's been a place where you kind of see the horses and check out there's a little um uh, smaller ponies that that children can ride and so forth all of that is being relocated kind of across the street to allow for this new Reflections resort being built. But with that, they're going to create a, a larger um, barn and out set of outdoor spaces for the horses. And uh, if you recall that uh, this has also been used for uh, kind of a headless horseman event at Halloween and so forth. If you've never been in it, there's usually um, a calliope from the parades and even a great hearse from the original uh, or from the haunted mansion movie is a place there during halloween time so they're gonna have showcase spaces and things of that nature so that's a big new thing uh coming in spring of 2020. number 52 a new beauty and the beast bar and lounge coming to disney's grand floridian resort and spa this is actually taking over Meisner's Lounge and then what was Commander Porter's. And it's actually going to be four unique spaces 
uh, inspired by the Beauty and the Beast film. The signature bar area will have a big gold chandelier, which will take its inspiration from Belle's flowing ball gown. The formal library showcases classical Baroque designs and French furnishings um, with hints of Beast's friends. The garden room will draw its inspiration from from the enchanted forest surrounding the Beast's castle, and there'll be an outdoor patio that is reminiscent of Beast's garden terrace. So uh, this is a this is a bigger remodel than one thinks of because most think of that small Meisner lounge space. So it's going to open up uh, a big space and that's going to open sometime this fall. Oh no, or is it fall of 2020? Check the show notes. We'll recheck that for sure because I'm, I say 2020, but I think it actually is 2019. Um, so we'll check on that. Here's something that a lot of people do not know anything about because they come in usually from the south or from the east side into Walt Disney World. Most people have not entered the property from the west side, but there is a place called Flamingo's Cro Flamingo Crossings. It was going to be a big development, but when the recession hit, it, it slowed down considerably. Eventually, two hotels were moderate price hotels were built there. However, there is now a big development coming there. Um, think of a big shopping space area um, that is going to have 29 different retail and restaurant buildings. Kind of that design that's, that's currently more common for outdoor mall spaces nowadays. It's going to come in three phases. Initially, it will include a Walgreens, a Speedway gas station, and it will include a Target store. Target announced that they were going to come to Walt Disney World. This is where they're going to be. They're going to be outside the West Gate in a place called Flamingo Crossings. At the same time, there are other hotels, uh, five other hotels, Homewood Suites, Home Two Suites, Fairfield Inn and Suites, Residence Inn, and Hampton Inn and Suites are all being built around this entire area. Um, those comprise um, projects um, 54 through 58. And uh, this is going to offer a great way to get a, I mean, you're thinking about a room price that's maybe in the 78, $88, $98 price range, less than $100, but very close to Walt, I mean, just minutes away from the studios or Epcot or Disney's Animal Kingdom and not far from the Magic Kingdom either. So this will be a new option for guests wanting uh, a more moderate price experience. Um, also 59, it's not a guest related thing, but there is a student housing complex for the Walt Disney World College and International programs. They are adding 1300 apartments uh, to the current apartments that are now found there. Um, that's a big part of, uh, the ongoing growth of, of providing job opportunities, uh, to those groups of people that too is going into that area. Let's move to Disney Springs. Number 60 is probably the one that's going to open next. City Works Eatery and Poorhouse is a part of the NBA experience or adjacent to the NBA experience. It's under the same roof. It is supposed to be open by now hasn't yet should be any day probably by the time you hear this it'll already be off the off the list number 61 ample hills creamery if you've liked this uh this unique ice cream uh concoction store with its mix-ins and handcrafted ice cream that's uh available at the boardwalk you'll now be able to get it at disney springs on the west side so you have garadelli on one end and and um and the boardwalk uh, or you'll have uh Ample Hills on the west side, and actually in the middle, there's uh, another little ice cream place as well. Uh, number 62, Ron John Surf Shop should be opening sometime before the end of 2019. Ron John's a big name in surf and surf apparel. It's a 10,000 square foot shop, and it's going to be located near the Polite Pig. Um, so that's right off of the Tangerine parking lot. It's a great location, and it's a great fun store. Number 63, this was a big announcement. Um, Cirque du Soleil, La Nuba had closed like two years ago. Um, well, it was New Year's Eve of 2017. Disney has announced that it combined with Disney Entertainment and with Disney Imagineering and of course Cirque du Soleil to create a new show. It is opening in the spring, 
March 20th is previews. World premiere is April 17th. And it will be focused around Disney animation and bringing that Disney magic to life uh, in through unique um, through the unique acts that only Cirque du Soleil can really bring. So that's going to be a biggie that will really re-anchor the West Side. There's several other little things that have reopened NBA experience being one of them. Other things coming. In fact, I just remembered there is a new, and it's not even on my list, I will add that uh, to the list as number 64. And that will be um, a new... Um, it's a replacement to go into what was uh, um, Bongo's. It is a new restaurant um, that has a healthy um, uh, menu attached to it. Um, and it's coming to Disney Springs. Let's see if I can see the title to this in real time. Um, yeah, I'm going to look for that. You'll have to go online to see what that that number is. But we are going to list that as number 64. And uh, be sure to catch that. That is being built. Uh, Bongo's is already closed. Moving to miscellaneous things. Uh, new bridge being built between Magic Kingdom um, to... that's This is number 65 now. The bridge being built between Magic Kingdom to Disney's Grand Floridian. It's a pedestrian way. It kind of goes, it's a bridge that's going to go over that canal way, which stores the electrical water pageant. Um, and that is coming um, and it will allow guests the option, same way that guests have the option of walking over from the contemporary. Guests staying at the Grand Floridian, for that matter, even the Polynesian, I would suppose, could work their way over to the Magic Kingdom by walking. Um, wonderful, uh, thing, uh, considering, uh, monorails are not always consistent and sometimes you wait for a boat. And so that's number 65. Number 66 is Disney Genie. This is a new app that is coming that is going to help guests plan, uh, for an experience, plan for their experience at Walt Disney World. It, um, I think we'll be able to help you make those plans from months out, but I think it's also intended or largely intended to be an app that says, okay, what would you like to do today? Um, what kind of experience would you like? Would you like a princess experience, a wild adventure? Um, and, and it will give you ideas and options and help you book um, those uh, while you're staying there. Uh, lots more coming about Genie. But that is a new app that is coming through. Uh, Disney Cruise Lines. These are big announcements which came, uh, which have been coming over the last couple of years. And um, in D23, they named, which is number 67 here, they named Disney Cruise Lines a fifth ship, which will be called Disney Wish. And with it, uh, Rapunzel and Pascal will be the stern characters. Um, painting the insignia on the back of the ship. And uh, in there you see the, on our show notes page, a three-story atrium that is quite um, fanciful, whimsical, very light and airy, um, but will be the, um, will be the, uh, the main uh, center of the cruise ship when you, when you enter and you come aboard. Number 67 is Disney Cruise Line 6 ship. Uh, that hasn't been given a name. Uh, theoretically, it's being readied in 22 with departures in 23. The same thing with number 69, Disney Cruise Line 7 ship, which should make departures in 2024. These I'm kind of going over very quickly, but you realize that these are some of the most expensive projects. Disney, these are billion dollar ships that are being built and uh, they are not small things. They haven't given us a lot of details for them, but they are some of the big heavy hitters coming out of this whole list. Number 70, uh, those of you who have experienced the Disney Cruise Line know that there is a special uh, Disney Cruise Terminal that is just uh, really cool looking. 
Uh, there is a re major remodeling that's going to allow for additional seating, uh, new jetway style passenger boarding bridge, just a real overhaul of that terminal. And then number 71, there is an additional terminal that the port is preparing. It'll be terminal 10, the other was terminal eight. This will be next door, and this will be used for Disney when there are two ships in port at the same time, very likely, now that we're going to have seven ships. And so um, they're spending um, a boatload of money to uh, overhaul that terminal to make it um, a great uh, stepping off point to your Disney Cruise Line. Number 72, and this is our final item here, but boy, it's a biggie. We were one of the first to announce that Disney was looking for another island and they have found a new destination. It's not an entire island to themselves. It's actually a portion of an island. It's, um, it's, it's a new uh, destination that is on the island of Eleuthera and it's a place called Lighthouse Point. We show you the map of where it's at in, in relationship to Castaway Key and, and uh, the rest of the Bahamas in Florida. This pro development is estimated to cost uh, between 250 million and 400 million. I think there is such a gap here because while it wasn't announced, I would not be surprised if hotels or some kind of boutique hotel experience eventually ends up in this space. What was officially announced is that Joe Rohde, i.e. Disney's Animal Kingdom, i.e. Um, um, Disney's Alani, is the one heading up this project. And he's making sure that there is a major conservation effort involved as well as an economic opportunity being afforded to the people of the Bahamas. He wants to focus on what is the culture, the real culture of the Bahamas. Think of this as maybe Alani meets Bahamas because if you've been to Disney's Alani, you know that they do a fantastic job of celebrating the heritage and the culture of Hawaii. I think he'll have an opportunity to do this in a very unique, um, wonderful way that will create a totally different experience than Castaway Key, which is already an amazing experience itself. Uh, he'll be elaborating with, with the people of the Bahamas and doing this with artists from that area and so forth. It's a, it's a wonderful feature. Probably will be several, there is no formal date on this. It will be several years out before we see this, but we'll probably come at it the same time that these boats six and seven come into, into the, uh, into the total, uh, uh, total, uh, experience. So, wow, we have gone through, you can see, this is a staggering amount of development. And in my experience, even when they first built Epcot, or even during the uh, 80s when they did Disney's Hollywood Studios and Typhoon and Pleasure Island all at one time, plus some hotels, or even in the, in the, <clears throat> the Disney decade of the 90s when they did Disney Animal Kingdom and they were building out a whole bunch of hotels. There has never been so much development. And again, this is probably, no, not probably. This is not all of it. There are more things to come. And you have to keep in mind, there's already, in fact, we have a link to this. That's a very useful link you ought to check out because it shows you all the things that have been built out in the last two years. I mean, it's not been that long since Pandora came on. And now we've gotten the new tower at Coronado Springs. And we've had Toy Story Land and the first part of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And they all there's, there's, there are several, several dozen things listed in that list. So if you've not been to Walt Disney World in a while, you want to check out that list. We'll give you the link or you can easily find it on the on, on our website, disneyatplay.com. But you want to check that out because that'll be a great list to say, have we done this? Have we done this? Have we done this? Uh, have you done the void? You know what the void is? Go check out that website. There's so many things, big and small, that have been already done. And now this list brings out literally billions of dollars of new projects. Uh, Disney has truly reinvested in the Walt Disney World Resort. There has never been a more exciting time to be a part of it, to visit, to experience it all. So that's our list.
that wraps it up for over 70 new attractions, new experiences, new projects coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. Please check out our notes page and please subscribe to our Disney at Play and Disney at Work podcast here. Remember, we have another podcast coming right behind this. It will cover what uh, Bob Chapek has referred to as the as the guidelines by which he is building Disney attractions. And we're gonna deep dive into some of these that have been built or that are being built and why are they being built and why is it that Disney attractions are being added to World Showcase and so forth. We're gonna deep dive into that, that, uh, that topic. So please definitely check us out and join us. Subscribe to us on our podcast. Uh, please uh, subscribe to our newsletter as well. Um, Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let others know. Be sure to uh, also subscribe to our YouTube channel where we offer a lot of different uh, videos from um, the Disney um, parks around the world. But anyway, that concludes this podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Whether it's work or play, remember, follow the compass of your heart.